what we do is very spiritual as well you know it's our hair it's our crown it's our glory and with that comes a lot um and so the psychology degree that i got i feel like i use it every day what's good you guys i am d lake and you have just tuned in to success on demand a community where we discuss how to make your dreams profitable All right, you guys, and we are on Success on Demand today, and we have Valencia of Mendiza Ngozi, and I'm just going to give her a few minutes here to introduce herself before we jump right into the interview because I'm super excited to have her on the show, and I'll go ahead and let her speak. Hi, um, I'm excited to be on this show, and thank you, Dee, for having me. And um, I am Valencia Jones, and I'm one of the owners of Mandiza Ngozi Art and Braiding Gallery. Mandiza Ngozi is located in Tallahassee, Florida, and I'm proud to say that we were actually the first solely natural hair gallery, um, meaning specializing only in natural hair in the state of Florida. Um, yes, so we're Mandiza Ngozi, located here in Tallahassee, Florida. I'm so happy that you said that about being the first, um, you know, dedicated natural hair care studio or a hair shop in the Tallahassee area because it's something that I wanted you to get more in depth with so that people will really understand because I saw something um, on you guys' website that you guys actually help to restore natural hair as well. What does that entail? Well, basically, um, I came to Tallahassee to attend Florida A&M University back in 1990. And back then, I didn't have a job, but I had the gift and the talent to braid. And so I started braiding here on Florida A&M's campus um, just to support myself going through college. But I quickly realized that there was actually um, a need for what it was that I was doing. Oh my gosh. So this, so braiding wasn't your initial goal. You, you didn't, you never had like a dream to create a shop and be as successful as you are. No, um, no, braiding wasn't actually my initial goal, but it was something that I always did as a child and bringing it here, you know, to Tallahassee while going through college, um, well, what I did was I entered the psychology department because I really enjoyed wow. helping people. And so while in the psychology department, if anybody knows anything about Florida A&M's psychology department, it's African-centered. And with that, we get a chance to uh, really focus on mm -hmm. Black culture, Black history. And with me braiding hair, I got a chance to see how what it was that I was doing fit in to our culture. And so I realized that what I was doing was deeply rooted in culture. And so it was something meaningful um, and something that I was passionate about. And I quickly began to realize, like I said, that there was a need for it back then, though there wasn't... Um, a name or a industry wow. so to speak and you know what my first my first time really learning about like my african culture was in my psychology class at florida andam university <laughs> i remember um and i wish i remember yeah. my teacher's name but i remember mm -hmm. when i enrolled in the class i was like okay you know we we may learn a, a little bit about our culture and, and i'll be enlightened but when I tell you when I got done with that class, I was a new person <laughs> because I, I got to learn so much about who we are and where our history really begins. And that is that really shaped even who I am today. So I definitely agree with that. The psychology department at um, FAMU is awesome and it's definitely yes. centered around us. Yes, it is. And um, I know that you also mentioned that you after being the psychology department that inspired you to go ahead and turn your your braiding side hustle into a business but at what point did you actually decide that you wanted to open up a shop a brick and mortar well 
Well, um, I knew that prior to graduating out the psychology department, um, while braiding in school, I got a chance to see how natural hair was healthier. You know, our hair was just healthier in its natural state. A lot of students would come to me because they were having issues with their hair um, breakage. And it was also something that was economical for college students because if you got your hair braided it would last you the whole semester um, and so for those reasons a lot of people would come and have their hair braided but I got a chance to see firsthand how healthy it was and I was enjoying doing it I was enjoying doing it and after graduating I decided that I wanted to continue to work with natural hair wow so even so you have a degree right now Yes. Oh uh -huh. my, my degree gosh. is in my degree is in psychology, and I remember um, after graduating and telling a lot of my clients that I was going to continue to braid hair. Um, a lot of them, you know, would say, "Oh, so you don't feel like you've wasted your time?" And to that, I say, you know, not at all. I knew then that what I was doing had a deep meaning in our culture. Mm. It was something that it wasn't new. It wasn't anything new. And so I knew that it would be something that would would stick around, um, even if I was the person that made it stick around. I knew that it would be something that would stick around. Um, and so I decided to open up Mendeza Ngozi Art and Braiding Gallery. And we actually call it Mendeza Ngozi Art and Braiding Gallery because back then they didn't even have a license for what it was oh that I was gosh. doing. I knew yeah, I knew that I didn't want to go to cosmetology school because they dealt with a lot of things that I wasn't interested in. You know, I wasn't interested in working with chemicals. You know, I knew that, um, you know, our hair, our head, you know, we have pores there and we go the extra mile. I look at the cosmetologists who go the extra mile to protect their hands by putting gloves on their hands while applying oh, the relaxer wow. to the scalp and that just didn't make sense to me and so I wasn't going to go and subject myself to the chemicals or things that I know I just wasn't interested in and you know it was just something that came natural to me and just as it comes natural to me it came natural to a lot of other young ladies and you know young women uh, so <laughs> I just wasn't willing to, to do what it was that they were asking all of the hours and all of the money and they weren't focusing on what it was that I was able to do naturally and I just didn't have a, an interest in, in what they were teaching. Um, it wasn't until, you know, big companies like Disney World, I don't know if you guys remember or, you know, whenever you go to the theme parks, you'll see people braiding hair or adding mm -hmm. bits of extensions. <laughs> yes, mm -hmm. and so when big corporations had an interest in what it was that we did naturally for years, um, not until then there became um, a license that I considered was fair um, for braiders and those who are interested. And so today we actually, um, we license other individuals to braid hair in the state of Florida. Um, before then, we opened under art gallery because it was considered an art to me. It was my craft. And so the name Art and Braiding Gallery is because we actually defied the laws when we opened Mandy's and Gozi and we opened under what we considered our craft to be, you know, art, a part of our culture. And so Mandy's and Gozi Art and Braiding Gallery is open back in 1990. Oh my gosh. And that everything that you just said just dabbled in all sorts of questions that I have for you. So I'm going to pinpoint on them just so that we can get a little deeper into it and figure out why. For one, I'm so obsessed with you guys' business in general and how you guys have run it and the culture and the branding and everything behind it. So, um... I know that you guys are a part, excuse me, of the American Hair Braiders and Natural Hair Care Association. At what point did you guys decide that you wanted to be a part of that? And when did you decide that you actually wanted to start teaching people the craft of braiding? Wow. Um, 
we started going to natural hair shows back in 19, I would say 1995, 96. And there I met a guy, his last name, Ukda. And Ukda, he traveled around the world basically to change the laws. And so I was appreciative to him and his wife, Pamela Farrell, who took me under their wings and um, let me have a branch of the National Braiders Association here in oh Florida. My gosh. Yes, and so back in 1996, I started Florida's Natural Braiders Association. And um, that was just to make people aware and to help them to do what it was that I was doing. Uh, until there were laws put in place. And so he was the one who gave me the guidance as far as opening under an art gallery versus, you know, cosmetology and those types of things. And um, he had the outline for sanitation and scalp diseases, um, things that were important as far as what it was that we were doing. And so, yes, there are many other pioneers who came before me that um, were my mentors and I am appreciative to them for that. How important would you say that um, your mentors are and how have they affected the success of your business? I say mentors are uh, very important. Um, they're the ones who, you know, clear the path for future generations, just as I try to do. Um, so mentors and pioneers are very important in all industries. Wow. Okay. Because I, I speak to people all the time and when I tell them that someone is my mentor, they're like, well, well what do they do? You know, what, what do you guys talk about? And I'm mm -hmm. like, you know, it's important to find a mentor that's actually in your industry and in the, the area of business that you're in so that when you're speaking to them, they can tell you about different things that they've done and different ways that you could do something to, you know, surpass the, the issues or complications that you could run into. So I'm happy that you even said that about mentors <laughs> because most people don't mention it they don't they don't say that they have a mentor but it's just something that they they keep in the back pocket <laughs> so i'm very happy that you said that the next question that i had for you pertains to the culture of your business throughout everything that you just said um all of those different tips about how you only use um chemical free products um, how you guys are making sure that you're aware of the different scalp diseases that there are. All of that stuff goes into the culture of your company. How did you guys create that and how do you make sure that you uphold it in a world where people, you know, aren't really educated or concerned about the different chemicals that they're putting in their hair? Well, the name alone, Mandisa Ngozi, um, is an African name. And the name means sweet blessings in Swahili. And so just the name being related to or being African, um, all of our products and services are related to culture. Um, and that's what we set out to do. It's part of our, our mission to make sure that um, we continue to inspire and uplift and educate uh, through cultural and showing how what we do relates mm. to our culture um, through all of our products and services. So, yes, we can't help but do that because um, the name alone reminds us of it wow. daily. And the business itself, you know, like I said, coming through the psychology department and just knowing uh, how just braiding patterns meant things when it came to hair. You know, young ladies would braid their hair to signify that they were going through um, different stages. Some women would braid their hair or even cut it, you know, when they were going through mourning, if they were widowed. So it's just so many ways and so many things um, that can 
you know, relate what we're doing to. Wow. And all of that information that you have, especially on the, the different traditions and um, what women do to their hair at certain times in their lives, does, do you still learn that information? Do you still, um, you know, hold yourself accountable for learning all of the different um, things that you may not know or different practices that there may be in natural hair care? Um, the whole journey has been learning, um, you know, and nothing has changed. You know, we still have women who come to us who have been wearing their locks for, you know, five or 10 years. And there are different things that they may have experienced while wearing those locks. What we do is very spiritual as well, you know, it's our hair, it's our crown, it's our glory, and with that comes a lot. Um, and so the psychology degree that I got, I feel like I use it every day. Um, we have women, like I said, who are transitioning. They may want to cut those locks because of the different experiences they may have had while wearing them. Um, and so, yes, uh, we deal with uh, a lot of things when it comes to hair alone, spirituality, um, culture, transitions, and um, education. And so, yes, just through my experiences, I am able to help um, women and just use hair as a platform to do so. I'm so happy that um, you um, yeah. took it to a spiritual level <laughs> because I wasn't sure, I meant to say it at the beginning, but um, when I forgot to say it, I knew at some point in the interview I had to say something. Mm -hmm. But um, to all the listeners, I actually got my lock started at Mindy's and Gozi. <laughs> and I remember when I first got them, it, it was both of them on my head. And I was just yeah. like, you know, I'm nervous, but I'm really excited at the same time. I can't wait to see how it looks. And if you have locks and you start with, you know, two strand twists, you're like, well, I wonder how long it's going to be. You know, I don't know why I thought my hair was going to be super long, <laughs> but I got it done. And I remember it was probably the, the length of my, my pinky finger. And I was like, you know, I don't believe in the ugly stage. My hair is going to be perfect. And they really just builded me up when they were doing my locks. And even when I was done, um, they just helped me to see the, the beauty in having them. And since then, on the more um, branding and quality end of things, people have given me so many compliments just on the foundation of my locks that even if I'm out of town somewhere in another state, I'm telling people, you know, yeah, I got my hair started at Mindy's and Gozi in Tallahassee. And people are like, oh, man, I wish they were here. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> you know, you, you, you might want to make that trip because I, I can't vouch for anybody else. I just know that I love my hair and it's only it's been three years, but just the quality that you guys gave me that day. And even when I came back to get my maintenance, it was just through the roof. And it is very spiritual. You guys are very centered in there that's something that really drew me to you guys as well yeah. because now in the world people aren't always like that and I'm a very spiritual person so it's good to be able to come to a shop and yeah. have someone touching your head and and do your hair and get you you know pretty the way that you want to be and know that they're on the same level that you're on so Well, I appreciate that, that D. And the foundation of anything really means a lot. Um, the foundation of the business, the foundation, like you said, when we started your locks, you know, we have people who may come to us and they may come through the door. Okay, yeah, I'm ready to, you know, be, you know, get dreaded, you know, and then we have to stop them and with this and, you know, and try to also help them with their mindset because there's nothing, nothing that is dreadful oh. at all about locks. At so, all. At all. And so we have to educate our clients and let them know where those negative terms come from. 
So with the foundation of starting your locks, you're educated mentally, you're educated spiritually, you know, so as they grow, you know, you grow with them because there may be some challenges, you know, other people who may think that to them, your locks may be dreadful only because they're not educated. They don't get the opportunity to see them often. Um, you know, and some young ladies, they come to us and, and they feel like they may not be able to get a job because they've chosen to lock their hair. And because we know that we do many, many professional women, we're able to um, share that with them or maybe introduce them to other people. You know, we have provided mentors for our clients. Um, just being able to speak to women every day and to, to do their hair, um, we have been able to even make those connections with uh, clients that we feel like are like-minded so that they too can have mentors or people that may be on the same journey, you know, as them. So what we do is not just simply hair, not, not at, all. at all. And I'm so happy that you said that about the terminology between locks and dreads because <laughs> funny thing is I think when I mm -hmm. called you guys to set up my consultation I said dreads and somebody corrected me I don't know who I spoke to one of y'all corrected oh, me wow. <laughs> and when I came in <laughs> and when I came in I was like I had to really put it in my head that no you know it's locks it's locks. Mm -hmm. And now, even when I'm speaking to other people and they say, you know, I really like your dreads. When did, when did you start? I'll say, well, I began my lock journey on this day. And after a while of seeing it, then they're like, right. oh, okay, locks. Because once, excuse me, once you guys corrected me on that, I even did my own research to figure out what, what the difference was between the word dread and the word lock. And, you know, it does derive from locks being dreadful. And they're really not, like, they, they've really changed me as a person. Right. They're, they're far from dreadful. <laughs> so, you guys help me right. with that as right. well. And um, when you were talking about all of the, the different services and the spirituality and the amount of care and energy that you guys put into what you do at Mendy's and Gozi, um, that made me think about like the quality and how you set your prices against that because when i came to you guys that day i knew that i was paying for quality because you can go you know up the street to joe and maybe he'll charge you 45 dollars, but you don't know what kind of quality you're going to be getting so the question that i have for you is how did you determine how you were going to get your quality to match your price and how did that change from when you were doing hair in college up to now at your second building for Mendes and Gozi? Wow. I remember while in college, I put up signs all around campus and I put, you know, $50. It was $50 for everything. And <laughs> uh, it somewhat worked back then. Um, I was able to learn, though, that everybody's head was different. I was able then to learn that textures were different. Um, back then, they didn't have labels for hair as they do now. Now you have the different charts, 4C, 3C, and you know different um, categories for hair. But back then, I simply uh, got the opportunity to feel and to see that um, some hair, because it was thicker, may have been more difficult to work with. Um, some hair, because it was thinner, um, may not have taken as long. Um, so I went from charging $50 a head for everything, but for me, it was good because I got the opportunity to hone my skills, um, learn a lot about hair, hair textures before they even had a label, and realized that you know, it was just, it was different. And so we began to do consultations and that made things a lot easier. So before mm. we start, before we work with anyone, we require a consultation. And during that consultation, we sit down with our clients and it gives us the opportunity to look at your hair and your scalp, the length of, um, you know, the hair, uh, texture, all of those things that makes a difference and not only the pricing, but whether or not we should be doing the styles that you're interested in. 
And just that time alone that we sit down with you, you know, it's taken away from other clients and we're spending this time to really to get to know you and you to offer us information that's going to be valuable. We don't just talk about your hair. We talk about your lifestyle. We talk about medications that you may be using. We're talking about Mm -hmm. maybe vacations that you may be going on, big events in your life like weddings. And so we have to figure out what's going to work best for you and in your mindset it makes a difference when we're deciding hairstyles so when we sit down one-on-one we get the opportunity to learn all of these things about you and you get the opportunity to ask questions about that us and so um from doing $50 hairstyles learning that everybody's heads and textures are not the same Um, from doing consultations, getting the opportunity to work with our clients individually, uh, learning about them, taking notes about their hair. Um, So there's so many different reasons why uh, we price things the way that we do. Um, And we have to put a value on what it is that we're doing because it is, it's very valuable. The products that we use, you know, my dad, he gardens and the aloe that we use in our products, you know, that comes from him who's doing things organically, the hibiscus that we use to to do rinse, um, you know, rinse is different rinse. That comes from his garden as well. And so a lot of the products that we use um, we, it's, it's, it's love, you know, um, and it's good stuff. And for that, you know, sometimes, you know, you have to put a price on it. I don't think that our prices are, um, are, are, are that expensive, so to speak. But when you hear about Mandisa and Gozi, you know, I know that the word is, you know, they cost a lot, but I know what it comes from and I'm okay with that. It's because we do really good work. We've been around for a while, you know, we're published. And so with that, people expect, um, and you should, if I value myself, I expect my clients to value our services. And with that, um, it keeps us motivated. It keeps us, um, uh, yeah, well, just, you know, just that uh, feeling, you know, valued. And, um, you know, just like any other businesses, you know, you want to grow and, and, you, and you want to grow financially as well. So I, I just feel like we put a lot into our services. We invest in our business. Um, and so our clients, they don't mind investing in, in them and in, in our business as well. And before I even go on to my next question, I mm-hmm. you said hibiscus and you made me think of that drink <laughs> that so, you made. Oh my gosh, that thing was so good. <laughs> I just wanted you to say the name of it so some people can just make a little mind note yes. that they need to try it. What what was it again? Sorrel. So you can use the hibiscus plant to make uh, a drink and it's called sorrel. And so it's really good. And you can also use the hibiscus to make a rinse that's really good for the growth of our hair as well. And so, yes, you can look that up as well. Wow. And is that the the hibiscus rinse that you're talking about? Is that something? So I know you guys have products, too. Is that something that you sell as a product as well or only for like in shop use? Only in shop use, and it's only because it's natural, um, and so we try to, you know, just use things as as, as pure as possible and no preservatives, that type of thing. And so you have to use those things, like, right away. And so the in-house services are very special for that because you get a chance to, you know, just experience some of the things that you will not be able to go in the stores and just buy uh, right. off the shelves and and I all and I and I do really take issue in a lot of the products that are on the shelves these days um, I just know that you know the natural hair care industry 
has uh, grown. And with that, you have big companies who try to come in and just market on that. And so a lot of the times the things that are on the shelves is not really doing our hair any good. And so again, we have to go back to the kitchen where it all started and um, create and make things that are, are good for our hair ourselves when we can. And so we try to uh, do that here as much as we can um, and educate our clients on how to do it for themselves as well. I definitely understand that. And I'm a, I'm a witness of it. My hair is just mm-hmm. like, you need to do something. I'm dry. <laughs> you know, my scalp is thirsty. And I've just been trying to, you know, look into the market to see what there is. But now that I know a little bit about the different ingredients and stuff that go into products, I don't find much. So I am forced to try to make things at home. So I definitely stand that. And I know you mentioned before that you guys have been around for a long time. And I know that when you first started branding and logos and advertising and your show, which is something that we'll talk about um, a little later, I know all of that stuff wasn't a huge deal at the beginning. But at what point did you guys decide that you needed to start investing into branding Mandy's and Gozy? I would say um, right after graduating, um, going to the hair shows in Atlanta and, you know, seeing businesses, um, you know, uh, branding. And so that's when I decided and yes and they had classes too to uh, help to learn about branding and marketing and those types of things Uh, classes in Atlanta and they had a few business startup classes here um, in Tallahassee when we were starting our business as well that I took advantage of that's awesome that's good that you guys started that at such an, an early stage <laughs> because I run into um, businesses now, you know, that are years old and I'm like, you really need a logo or you really need to get a website or whatever the case may be because you can run a business without those things. But I feel like it really puts a nice engine behind it when you actually have something that precedes you, that can represent you when you're not around. So that's... Yeah. I was about to say it. And we kind of got into it pretty early. Um, You know, I've always been really creative. So flyers and things to make our business stand out, you know, posters all around campus, uh, those types of things. Yeah. And so, you know, the groundwork, a lot of that, we we do it ourselves. Um, You know, going out, promote the business by putting up the flyers or... Uh, you know, going to different businesses and posting, you know, uh, flyers and things of that nature, you know. So we we do a lot of that ourselves. And how many, because I only know um, you, your sister, and your daughter. Is it just the three of you, or are there other people involved in the day-to-day operations of Mendeza and Gozi? Well, now it's just the three of us, but I have had the opportunity to work with a lot of other young ladies. Uh, we also had a shop that's called what was called the Braid Shop, oh. where we hired other. Yes, we hired um, over uh, and trained over 20 women wow. um, just in that shop alone. But as far as training and hiring women, I would have to say that we have trained over uh, at least at least a I would say at least a hundred or more women, you know, as far as getting their break classes from us or working in our shop or one of the shops that we've had. Um, I've had a shop in Atlanta. We did that for about a year and it was all just all good experiences. Um, I enjoyed uh, having the braid shop and working with other women with Mandiza and Gozi. But what I've found is that, um, you know, everybody, they have their own uh, uniqueness. And Mandiza and Gozi, you know, we have our own uniqueness. And so with that, uh, we're able to, when when you talk about branding, there's a certain standard, there's certain beliefs and certain uh, styles and different things that make Mandiza and Gozi unique. 
and there are other individuals who may come and work with us and they have their own individual talent and their own views and their own angles um and you don't want to get that uh you don't want to have the conflict of interest but everybody needs to be able to grow and to flourish and to feel good doing that and so um, that's why we had two different shops, Mendez and Gozi, so that we can be unique to ourselves and also hire other individuals so that they can grow and do what it is that they're wanting to do um, in the industry. And you just told me something I didn't know <laughs> because I had no idea that you had other shops. Right. And so now it's just me, uh, my sister and my daughter and um and it, it is good, and I, I like it this way now um, because we're able to uh, focus um, and develop, uh, you know, that what works for us. <laughs> wow! And I'm I'm super happy that you said that, um, especially since it's really close knit and it's just the three of you. Because I was going to ask you what advice you would give to someone who wants to run a business with someone else. Because people are usually used to, you know, I'm just going to start this and um, it's just going to be me and I'll just do this by myself. But you've been successful at, you know, running the business with your sister and then now with your daughter as well. And I just want to see what advice you had for someone who wants to do the same thing. Um, I would say it, it, it just depends on the individual. It depends on what it is that you want to do. Um, I say... You know, some people enjoy uh, being having like personal and intimate relationships with their clients. Other clients and other individuals may enjoy being in a big salon around a lot of people and enjoy that particular atmosphere. And so I feel like clients and stylists find who it is that's for them. And so it just depends on you and you have to know yourself. So if you know yourself and you have a vision and you have a goal, you can do that alone. But if you like working around other people and you wanna learn and you wanna uh, somewhere where there's someone who is willing to help you and to, to be that mentor that you're looking for, then you may find that in a bigger salon. So I just feel like it just, depends on the individual as far as what angle you're wanting to take when it comes to, um, you know, your drive uh, or your goals in the natural hair industry or just hair industry or whatever it is that you're wanting to do. But if we're talking about hair, there's just so many different ways that you can do it. We have some people who um, may do mobile styling. Uh, homes and style there there's a need for that um, it just depends there are nurturers who will go into convalescent homes and and style the elders there it just depends on what it is and you want to do you just have to find your lane get it and drive <laughs> oh. <laughs> and you know what that's where what you were saying was it, that's where it was leading me to is that it's it's okay to have a partner and you can be successful at having a partner everyone just mm -hmm. knows themselves and everyone can offer something different so everyone has different lanes so it makes it easy when you know yourself and what your lane is and when you all come together it just creates one whole so i can definitely understand that right and if you stay true to that you you know because you're getting what it is that that you want and you're getting um you know what should be drawn to you i definitely understand that and with the three of you you guys are like the dream team right now because that show that you did <laughs> last year the first one that i was ever a part of i really got to see the ins and outs of what you all do and how much you put into it to create that experience so the question that I, I have for you is one, how many years have you guys been doing the show? And then two, what is your um, idea of the experience that you want people to have when they come to your show? Well, uh, the Capital City Natural Hair and Health Expo, this is the sixth year. Um, 
And the first show that I've ever done uh, using natural hair as a platform was the Neo Soul Expo back in 2002. Back in 2002, we did it at the Civic Center and we did it during um, FAMU's homecoming. And it was a three-day event. It took a lot of work, a lot of time big success but it took a lot of it took a lot of work it took a lot out of me so I did it that one time and we (laughs) stepped back for a minute so because you know when I do things I like to put my all into it and I want to be you know I want a, a great outcome and so I saw the work that was involved it was a great show. Like I said, we had, it was a three-day event. We had lots of vendors from all over. We had great entertainers. We had Dead Preds who came. Uh, we had Queen of Fua, wow. um, uh, Harriet's uh, Hakima out of New York. Uh, so we had a lot of people who came from all over to attend the first show. But like I said, it was a lot of work. And so I stepped back for a few years and we uh, started back six years ago with the Capital City Natural Hair and Health Expo. And the whole goal of the Capital City Natural Hair and Health Expo is to inspire, to uplift, to network, to heal, um, all of those things we try to do, or we do, and we make it happen in a day. Um, uh, we have entertainers who come, we have workshops, um, and we really get deep with, uh, with hair. Uh, or using hair as a platform to get deep because um, you know we talk about mm. the, the standards of beauty um, uh, issues or uh, mental things that we just have to talk about when it comes to you know um, beauty standards uh, so we have panels uh, with psychologists uh, and just people who are in the natural hair care industry who can give their advice from experiences that they've had. Um, So it's a community event. It's for the whole family to come out and to to learn. It's not only for people who are uh, natural, it's for for Mm. anyone who wanna come out and maybe just learn um, and to come out and support uh, art in so many different ways. We have musicians, we have uh, people who make jewelry and hair and fashion. Um, it's just a celebration of who we are. And I use uh, hair as a platform to do that. So it's, it's yeah. a little bit, it's, it's a lot for everybody. And, and it's my too to give back, you know, to the community. I work on it all year and I do believe in um, giving back. And through the Natural Hair Show, we have uh, young ladies who come and model with us year after year, and they meet other young ladies with uh, similar interests like minds and build relationships, build businesses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to see those types of things happen is what I really hear show. Um, uh, a lot of the investment, you know, we invest, Mandiza and Gozi, um, we don't seek out to get a lot of sponsorships. Um, when you do get uh, sponsorships, you have to compromise sometimes your beliefs. Um, one of the last sponsors that um, we got, uh, major sponsors, um, was a company out of work with uh, making the fibers for natural hair. So we have had a and well, we've had a few great sponsors, but sometimes wow. when you get sponsors from big corporations, you have to compromise your um, values. And so we don't, we don't like doing that at all. And so a lot of the times um, we put in, it's just Mandy's and Gozi, you know, putting in, you know. And so that's, like I say, our way of giving, giving back to the community. And, but wow. we see a lot of growth. Uh, we see a lot of um uh, relationship building, business building, uh, a lot comes out of it and, and we're grateful for that. And so um, that's why we do it. We don't do it to make a monetary profit at all. Um, if we did, uh, 
we wouldn't be doing it for the sixth year. I'm happy that you said that and I'm happy that you mentioned that nugget about sponsors because people think that sponsorships are the the best thing popping and sometimes like you said when especially if it's a a big amount of money that someone is sponsoring um, they want to have say so and what goes down or the type of products that you're offering or what kind of event it's going to be indefinitely so I'm exactly. happy that you said that because <laughs> you guys have been doing this, you know, for six years, like you said, and there's a reason why it's successful and it's as powerful as it is when people come and actually get to experience the event. And I think that's one of the reasons why, because you guys keep full control over what happens and, you know, who's there presenting to everyone. And um, I had one more question for you. I wanted to ask you what piece of advice you would give to a new business owner, whether it be in the natural hair care field or just in business in general? I definitely think that whatever it is that you decide to do, um, um, it should be something that you sincerely enjoy and you have a passion for. Um, it should be something that have have a, a deep meaning. You know, like I said, with our business, we are um, helping people to, um, you know, see themselves, um, uh, the beauty in themselves in different ways other than what I would say. Just make sure that you um, have something about your business that is unique to you, something that stands out. Um, Always know that you can Mm -hmm. continue to learn and continue to grow in whatever it is that you set out to do. Um, Like I mentioned before, if there are others who have gone down the path that you seek to go down, don't be afraid to, to experience. Experience is the best teacher ever and know that sometimes you will um, you may fail and you may not have the success that you are wanting in different circumstances but I say take notes and make sure that you learn and grow from those situations wow that's some of the best advice that you could have given (laughs) that is some of the best advice because there there have been times where I've done something and in my mind, I've failed. And I'm like, oh, how am I gonna come back from this? You know, what am I gonna do? And you beat yourself up up about it. And sometimes and all the the time that you spent beating yourself up, you could have been spending um, building yourself up so that you could, you know, go at it again. So love that advice that you just gave. I'm definitely gonna take heed to that. (laughs) (laughs) and um, once again I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show because um, people are familiar with you in the Tallahassee area but I would like for people to be familiar with you you know worldwide internationally just so that they can understand the culture behind Mandisa and Gozi and what you guys represent and hopefully they'll want to do you know something similar or become a part of Mandisa and Gozi or come and learn the braid from you all or whatever the case may be because I know the feeling that I got when you guys helped me to start my locks and I know how rare that can be (laughs) yes to to create a a totally different experience and so I appreciate hearing that and you've been successful at it (laughs) and I wanted to ask how can people find you all what's you all's Instagram and Facebook and oh and what can they expect from you as far as your show and what's to come in the future wow so um, Mendeez and Gozi, we are currently located in Tallahassee, Florida, and located at 2007 Appalachian Parkway. And you can find us on uh, our website, which is www.mendeez-ngozi.com. You can also find us on Instagram, and our Instagram is Mendeza underscore Ngozi Uh, and this year at the Capital City Natural Hair and Health Expo it's going to be on September the 10th September 10th it's on a Sunday 
from 11 until 7. And so this year we have a lot of workshops planned. Uh, we have lots of vendors from all over and we will be presenting a hair and fashion show. Um, so we invite everyone to come out. This is not just for people who are natural. It's not just for women. It's for men, women, children. We have uh, mentoring going on, uh, talking about the standards of beauty and health uh, and different issues pertaining to men. And so we invite everyone to come out and take this opportunity to be inspired and uplifted um, and to network, um, you know, at the Capital City Natural Hair and Health Expo. And when can people start to purchase the tickets? Tickets are available now online. Uh, you can find tickets at CC Natural Hair Expo at uh, .com. And you can also find us on Eventbrite, uh, Capital City Natural Hair and Health Expo. Awesome. And I'm happy oh, that you said. I was about to say too. So, and you can also purchase tickets at Mandy's and Gozi as well. Oh, okay. So there's physical tickets as well. Yes. Oh, awesome. Okay, so that's, all right, y'all, that's three different ways you can get the tickets. <laughs> and I'm happy that you said that because um, I do remember that there was a separate website just for the event, right, which is the SCC Natural Hair Expo, right? Exactly, and you can go on there and you can see some of the workshops, the schedules, um, some videos from past shows, and you can just simply Google uh, Cassidy Natural Hair and Health Expo and see some of the videos from the past shows. Awesome. Awesome. And um, even if you, oh, and um, you could just look at the post to see how to spell Mandy Zangozi. But if you're um, just streaming in and the title and everything isn't there, it's M-A-N-D-I-S-A-N-G-O-Z-I, right? Yes, that's it. Okay, cool. So that is how you can find them. And even if you just Google Mandy's and Gozi, everything will pop up. Everything. <laughs> so feel free to do a little research and learn more about them and just see um, how powerful their branding can be and why they're such a force, especially in the Tallahassee area. And that concludes our interview for the, the 18th time. Thank you for coming on Success On Demand. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Dee. No problem. And all right, you guys, that is it for Success On Demand today. Make sure that you catch us next time. And once again, I am your host, Dee Lake, and you have a great day. I'm Valencia Jones of Mandisa Ngozi, and you've heard my story here first on Success on Demand.